And I think if we can't leave, uh, lead ourselves, then it's even harder to lead a team. Also to really make sure that you focus on one task only. I know it's not that easy, but uh, to learn to do so really helps you to get uh, things done and to work on the important things. So really to prioritize uh, the right things. The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Hello, hello, everyone. It's the second episode of our leadership series with Katharina. And um, in the last episode, she was introducing herself, how she works with people. She was introducing two different models that you guys can also use um, to understand yourselves better and understand other people better to create a more efficient and better work environment um, for yourself and for others and become a better leader. Now, um, she was talking about how she's going to work with, um, with people or how she is working with people. And one of the first steps is about self-leadership. And this is the main topic that we're talking about today. Hello and welcome back, Katharina. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you for having me here. I'm happy to be back. Hi, Katharina. Woohoo! Okay, everyone. So we're going straight into the topic as usual, which is about self-leadership. Um, and um, I, I let you lead this, <laughs> Katharina, but it's about um, how can you be a good self-leader? What um, kind of things do people uh, have to, have, what do they have to look at? How do you work with people um, in your programs and stuff like this so that people uh, that are listening to this can already take out some tips? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So um, it's about uh, self-leadership because uh, leadership, it's, uh, yeah, first step of leadership is a self-leading. Um, and that's why every one of us is a kind of leader because at, at the very least we have to lead ourselves. And I think if we can't leave, uh, lead ourselves, then it's even harder to lead a team. And that's why I start, uh, for example, my 8B program always with the self-leadership part so that um, all the participants um, become aware on their own strengths, their values, uh, their vision, their goals, so their priorities, and then at the end also to make sure that they work uh, efficiently. And uh, therefore, I would like to talk a bit about the time management concept. Uh, because I really like the concept, it makes uh, pretty clear how important it is to stay with yourself instead of getting out and to fulfill all the other people's um, expectations. First, start with yourself and to make sure to be aware on, on the things um, which are really important to you. And the thing is, and this is kind of the tricky part, that we never kind of really learned on how um, how to, to get aware um, of, of our kind of dreams, of our vision. So, uh, for example, yesterday I also uh, had a candidate in my um, eight-week program and she was like, I have no clue really how to start with a vision to get an idea what's important to me uh, and I don't know how to start. Because it's so hard to start if we have never uh, thought about it before to think what, what's really important. And um, yeah, that's why we start with a, a bit more easier part and these are the values. So the very first step is to um, yeah, see what's important uh, to you by um, being aware on your values. And uh, there are a lot of values and uh, there's also a value list we can um, yeah, provide you so that you can go through the list and to see, okay, which, uh, which of these values are the most important to me. So values are usually something very positive. That's why 
I think most of the values you, you agree to, but it's more like really to figure out which are the most important to you. Because these values kind of guide you through your life. Because whatever you do, whatever you decide on, uh, it's mainly based on your values. And the more you know your values, the more you can steer your behavior, your thinking, uh, your feelings. And this is a great feeling if you um, yeah, really know how to cope with them. Yes, and I, can, I couldn't agree more because every time when I work with clients that want to start their business or have started their business and more, also have already 20 years into their business journey, one of my clients was, um, I look at the values. I um, specifically focus, of course, on the business values, what's important to the business, but they're often overlapping, obviously, with the values of the person who started the business. Um, and exactly right what you're saying they guide you through your life and not only your business life but also your personal life again helps you to understand you better making decisions easier because in theory you just need to think okay is this aligning with my values if the answer is no you shouldn't do it <laughs> that's a, a bit easy if the answer is yes you can still think about if you should do something or not but um, values are super super important and I think sometimes people have a bit of a problem as well. What what does values mean? Um, so you you described it perfectly. It's basically, what's important to you? What is important, and um, uh, what do you value in life? And I did actually a value exercise uh, two days ago in my training, and um, people ask, okay, but what if it's not just one word? It's not. There's no right or wrong. First of all, there's no right or wrong values for someone. Um, because sometimes we can self-judge, judge, um, so judge ourselves thinking, oh, this value I shouldn't write down because maybe other people think it's not a good value. You need to be completely honest and transparent with yourself. And then um, if you're using a word, let's say um, happiness or creativity or something, that means something to you. And it means something completely different uh, to another person. And, and that's completely okay because this exercise that I'm doing and I think also what you're working with is for you as a person, yourself, no one is there to judge and uh, no one can interpret the words that you're using to describe this value to you because we all grow up with different influences and things mean different things to us. Yes. Yeah, totally, yeah. And the great things about values um, is also that you understand why you are triggered by something so for example the behavior of someone else and usually you are triggered by something because one of your values is not met and but instead of just getting angry and maybe to to have a conflict with another person you rather really can think about okay which of my values uh, was not met and uh, how can i make sure that all of my values are met even if uh, the other person is not able to do so or maybe also how can i feedback this that uh, his or her behavior maybe was for me, uh, yeah, not a, not a good behavior, and that it uh, did something good to me. Okay, so that was um, values um, that you mentioned. This is the very very first thing you're working with, and then. Right, and then the next one is um, the vision. So here it's all about, um, yeah, to get an idea what your um, life is about. So and what what your big dreams are. And uh, for that, I can highly recommend uh, the book, The um, Big Five for Life. It's a great story. It's uh, yeah, pretty easy to read. And uh, here you definitely get the first idea uh, on, on the things which are really important to you. 
Oh, I don't know. This book is great. I, I, I know about it, but I have not read it, let's say. I just put it on my list and I will make sure I'm going to link back uh, from the page as well. The creativestartupacademy.com slash podcast is where you can find all the links to this episode. Thank you. Okay, so vision. What It's all about your life and your dreams. Yeah, right. And uh, for example, with the book, uh, you can uh, make sure to get an idea on really define the things which are important to you. And this is rather something big, so really think big, big, rather big than uh, too small, uh, because to, to think realistically, this is what you maybe can then do with the goals, which come, come a bit later, but for the vision, it's really, um, what would you like to tell, for example, your grandchildren when you are 70 or 80, what would you like to tell them what you have done in your life? And um, it's here I definitely can recommend to also have a vision board. So here you can not only write down what your vision is about, what you really uh, would like to, uh, to, to see in your life. It's also to um, yeah, find photos or pictures uh, in a magazine, for example, or maybe also online. And then you can screenshot them. And then you have at the end a nice board with all the things you are dreaming of. And this becomes an even more intense and it's uh, great for your subconscious because uh, pictures are easier for our subconscious to to understand so that's why the, the board is kind of really magic and um, i don't know why i can't explain it but uh, pretty often it's the case that the vision and the big uh, things you were dreaming of become really true uh, because kind of you are then guided through your vision or even your vision board um maybe not with your conscience but with your subconscious and uh yeah this is great if you then maybe keep your your vision board um close to 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 your bed for example so that you can see it every day that you really get more and more into it and uh, really feel that you would like to this kind uh, yeah, that you would like to live this kind of life and um, yeah, so a vision is really something magic start with a book uh, this is an easy start for those people who haven't worked with it yet Perfect. I like that you said it's something magic. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. I like magic in my life. And I was uh, at some point, I, I do still do some vision boards and I also um, encourage my clients to do it um, because they do work and there's even some science behind it. But um, um, some people don't want to have a, a vision board that's not digital you can also do it in a digital way i know especially the young people they want everything digital you can do that however if you have it in front of you really uh, in your bedroom in your office wherever you see it on a regular basis it can really help you to get closer to the dream because it's it's motivating you it's giving you the why and if sometimes things don't go as well or as fast as you want them to go um, this can keep you motivated, actually. So it's a great motivation tool as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And if you like a digital, because you just uh, mentioned it, you also can have it um, as a screensaver on your mobile uh, phone, for example, or on your uh, desktop. So it doesn't have to be next to your bed. It's also totally fine mm -hmm. to have it on your phone and probably you, uh, watch you will see your phone even more often than your bed. So this is definitely mm -hmm. also an option. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, and a great motivation, as you said. Sure. Yeah, I, I was obsessed at some point when I lived in the UK with vision boards and I had something for everything, for all the, my bucket list for the year and for the place I want to live and, and other things. I think I had four or five um, all on my wall in, um, in my apartment back then, but it, it, it worked. It all worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's magic. Yeah, but it works. So cool. <laughs> Perfect. So we, we talked about values. We talked about vision. 
uh, what else uh, do we have that we want to talk about to become yeah, a good self leader? Yeah. <laughs> the next step actually is then to have goals. So the vision is something really more um, abstract, but the goals is uh, something very concrete, very specific. So um, here you have a yeah concrete uh, goal you want to reach maybe the next in the next next year and the next five or ten years. So all the goals kind of feed into your vision and uh, make sure that you come closer to your vision. Maybe to give an uh, example. So my vision is, for example, to create a world of working where all the people really like to work and uh, develop themselves. This is kind of my vision. And uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> so are already two. Um, yeah, and then a concrete goal out of it is to build a leadership academy, and this is by the end of the year. So this is something concrete. Uh, I want to have a membership area. I want to make the eight-week program even bigger to make sure that uh, more people can uh, participate because at the moment it's pretty limited uh, due to my time. But I want to make sure that uh, yeah, I make it kind of bigger. That um, yeah, there's also an English version version so that it's really getting international and uh, to make sure that my big vision to, to make the world of working uh, a bit better uh, yeah, that it becomes true so this is one of my concrete goals for this year right i like it and i hope um, uh, we all can support you with that um, that's amazing um what else do we have to become a good self-leader any yep. other things i think there's a few things you already mentioned time management before as well and stuff like this but uh, i'll let you go through the, your steps basically <laughs> yeah so right so after the goals so when we have defined uh, the goals uh, pretty uh, clearly so also really in best case maybe with a kpi behind uh, so that you easily can measure if uh, if you really uh, could reach the goal and also with a clear um, timetable this also definitely helps to um, make sure to fulfill your goal when you have done all of the things then you easily can uh, set your priorities because then you know what is important so not urgent but important uh, to make sure that you uh, obtain your goal and um, this is everything all about the effectiveness and um, this is often a huge um, issue when we start working, we try to make sure to work very efficiently. So uh, to make sure that uh, we save time, we save energy to fulfill our tasks. But if we don't know what the most important tasks are, because we, we don't know the vision, we don't know the goal, we don't know how to prioritize, then it might happen that we work on things which are not that important. We might do that very efficiently, but if this is not the right thing, uh, to obtain our goal, then unfortunately we put, um, yeah, or we made sure to do less important things uh, efficiently. And that's why I really recommend to be very, very clear also in a company as well as in your private life about your goals to make sure that you prioritize uh, correctly. Hmm. So because effectiveness at the end, it's all about to uh, know, okay, what are the right things to do? So first start with that. So effectiveness uh, becomes be, uh, comes before efficiency. And then the second step is to make sure that the execution is perfectly. Yeah, so uh, know you do the right thing and then do the things the right way. <laughs> I think is something you're saying they say yeah, in English. Um, yeah, and really to do it. <laughs> to really do it exactly um I, I agree because a lot of times people have all these plans and they set goals and then they don't uh, do the steps necessary to get there and i think this is where people like you also come in and help them okay how can you uh, keep up the game how can you continue moving towards your goal mm -hmm. that's why start with the right thing yeah mm -hmm. that's the next step 
exactly. Yes, and F, uh, definitely about sufficiency, and maybe I can um, yeah share kind of a few uh, mm -hmm. hacks. I really like to work uh, efficiently, and um, yeah. So the first one, and uh, this is my really favorite because it kind of really changed uh, my way of working. It's to uh, turn off all push notifications. It sounds very easy, but most of the people, I would say at least 99% of the people I'm uh, working with, uh, they still have their, or they, they had their push notifications uh, on yeah. when we started uh, to work our cooperation. So the push notifications on the phone, like for example, WhatsApp, emails, and then on your laptop as well for emails, all uh, Slacks and uh, all the different uh, channels uh, we use, the communication channels. And I can really highly re recommend you to turn off all push notifications. It's yep. great. It's amazing because then you start to um, yeah, act and to decide on your time and not to react all the time. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I've done that um, when it's, it becomes kind of an addiction as well sometimes for people. And it's the way all these apps are obviously created to give you these little pieces of dopamine all the time you have a, a like and get a notification for that or something but um, if you want to uh, work in an efficient way and also focus on other things that are more important in your life I think um, switching off notifications is super good yeah <laughs> and it stresses you well uh, way uh, less if you really switch them off and also maybe to uh, use a flight mode uh, during the night and then decide in the morning when you want to start to uh, switch on your phone again and not the other way around that maybe uh, yeah you wake up because so there, there was a notification or a message um, coming in so really decide on, on your time and don't let other people decide on your time it's yeah it's a game changer yes definitely super good and another one uh, it's also a pretty easy one although most of the people don't do it to check your emails only on set times so that means not to have your email account open the entire time rather to say okay i checked it i don't know at 11 in the morning because i can work usually very productively uh, at nine uh, so that's why don't start with emails when you uh, work productively in the morning because for for emails we don't need uh, all our attention so then rather do something really important in the morning read your emails maybe at 11 and then after lunch and maybe before um yeah you have dinner or whatever so but don't uh yeah check your emails uh too many times a day uh also here to make sure not to get distracted all the time by emails which are usually not that important rather work on your important uh topics and that's why I try to yeah check the emails only on set times also game changer and some people really need to get used to that uh, because often uh, yeah we suffer of uh, FOMO so really that maybe yeah that we're afraid to to miss out something it's not that likely that we're gonna miss out something so important just because we answered uh, to an email maybe an hour later than usual yeah and I can agree if it's super important the people who actually call you and if they don't have your number then the person might not be as important <laughs> But yeah, totally. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah totally. It, it's like this, but it's it's I have to say it's something that I struggled with a long time and still sometimes struggle with to not check the emails all the time. Um because it's my main medium also to organize myself with my workload. Um what I, I learned to do though is that I, I check them in the morning because a lot of stuff will come in. I I work through all the emails that don't take more than two hours of my time to reply um, to get them out of my inbox and then uh, I can create my 
um, today and to-do lists, let's say, um, out of the email flow and sometimes don't even uh, reply to an email at the same day if I know it's not necessary, um, but it's still there waiting in my inbox for me to do it. But I, I can see how this could be maybe even more difficult, maybe, uh, than switching off your notifications on your phone. Um, but I, I can say since I'm doing it more and more, so for example, this morning also, uh, all day mm -hmm. I, I've done it, um, I, I just checked them in the morning and then I had really um, two and a half hours where I really focused uh, and worked on one specific thing without even checking one email and then I thought okay I'll check another time and if people think okay it, it, I need to check them more than once okay think about maybe in the morning maybe uh, just after lunch and uh, then before you finish your day um, could be my tip maybe for that if you want mm -hmm. to reduce yeah. it um, and maybe because you talked about focus already, um, I think also to really make sure that you focus on one task only. I know it's not that easy, but uh, to learn to do so really helps you to get uh, things done and to work on the important things, so really to prioritize uh, the right things. And um, if you really want to be very productive, uh, you can use the Pomodoro technique, for example. It's a technique um, pretty easy to learn. It's uh, mainly about having 25 minutes um, on just one dedicated task. So you focus on one task only. Um, you work 25 minutes on it. Uh, so without going um, and get a coffee, uh, without having a phone call. So really just to work on one task. Then you have a break of five minutes and you repeat uh, this session four times. So at the end you worked uh, two hours on one task only. And you, I can guarantee you, you will be amazed on how much you can uh, work on if you just focus on one topic. And this is really, really satisfying, even if it's a bit hard at the beginning. Uh, yeah, so just to focus on one thing because we are really not used to that. But if you uh, kind of get into it, then it's great uh, to see how much you can um, get done in, in the two hours only. So that's why I can highly recommend you to use this technique. There are a lot of apps you can download them for free so that you have the timer because maybe to get you an idea why it's called Pomodoro. Um, the guy who um, yeah, started with the technique, he was an Italian and he had a, a kitchen timer in the shape of a Pomodoro and that's why the technique is called Pomodoro. So Pomodoro means tomato in uh, English. And um, yeah, so the, the, the timer, the kitchen timer you don't need anymore. You can use a uh, free app. So yeah, really try to, to work with this technique, it's perfect. And just two hours a day, and um, you can see how much progress you will make. Yeah, and I can I can tell you from my own experience, I, I used to be the queen of multitasking, really, the queen. Um, and uh, then I started to think, okay, uh, let's try single tasking and not multitasking. And I thought, okay, it might mean that I get less done. In the end, I got even more done in if i'm looking at an entire year for example when i did my annual review i was like amazed how much i got done and i was like okay i was less stressed i was really focused on one thing and it, it's it's just logic because you can only focus on um one thing at a time otherwise it means you don't give it a hundred percent of your of your attention um so this is something to think about really to focus on one thing one task at a time and um, you will give it your 100% um, attention instead of maybe just 80, 50, whatever. Um, and that means you get things done quicker. So that's the logic behind all of this, yeah. Perfect, wow. 
so many uh, amazing things. I will uh, link back to um, to the book. I think his name is uh, Francesco Cirillo or something like that, um, mm -hmm. uh, who wrote a book about the Pomodoro technique. And um, it's, it's an interesting concept for sure. And I'm also mentioning that actually in my productivity book and everywhere else. Amazing. Any final words for this episode yes actually I, I still have a lot of more hacks but i think for now maybe it's already <laughs> a lot because this is also what i highly can recommend you start just with one change and not exactly. many changes yeah so one uh, change um by time and then make sure to to learn how to yeah, deal with a new situation uh, but if we start with too many things um at once then we might get kind of disappointed because then it's so uh, hard to focus just on one thing and then we struggle again. So maybe choose one of the techniques uh, we were just talking about and uh, try out if it works for you. If it doesn't work for you, it's also fine. So don't stress yourself too much with it. Maybe it's not the right time to try out something new. So be very fair here to yourself. Don't force anything. Uh, just kind of take it as a play. And uh, if it works, it's perfect. And if it doesn't, it's also totally fine. Perfect final tip with all the other tips. <laughs> I, can, uh, I can vouch for that. Um, do one thing at a time. It's coming back to that single tasking instead of multitasking. It's the same with single implementation instead of multi-implementation if you want so. Um, I've learned a lot. I made a lot of notes and I'm sure all the listeners as well. If you do want to connect um, with Katarina, you can find all the links and also the links to the things we've mentioned in this in the previous episode and also in the future episodes um, on my page, creativestartupacademy.com slash podcast. And that just leaves me with thanking you so much for your input and your time today, Katarina. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. It was great to be here. Cool. Thanks. That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.